Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is April 7th, and our reading comes from Luke chapter 12. Here's what Luke says, beginning in verse 13. Someone called from the crowd, teacher, please tell my brother to divide our father's estate with me. (laughs) It's kind of funny because when I think about American culture, you know, one of the things that families have a tendency to fight about is the inheritance of a relative, a parent or a grandparent or somebody dies. And it's like everybody lines up to get a piece of it. And they have a tendency to begin you know, really fighting over those possessions as if those possessions are the key to life. Well, watch what Jesus has to say about that. Verse 14, friend, who made me a judge over you to decide such things as that? And then he said, beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. So he gives him a clear warning. And then he tells this story. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He said to himself, what should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. And then he said, I know, I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Then I'll have room enough to store all my wheat and other goods. And I'll sit back and say to myself, my friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy. Eat, drink, and be married. But God said to him, you fool, you'll die this very night. Then who will get everything you've worked for? Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. Boy, Jesus has given a strong warning here. Let me highlight several things. First of all, he says, you've got to guard your heart against greed. Guard your heart against greed. So when this man comes to Jesus and he's ready to fight with his relative or he's in a fight with his relative about his inheritance, Jesus says, listen, life is not found, is not measured by how much you own. And boy, that's a good word for us in American culture, because I think our tendency is to measure a person's life, a person's value, a person's status by their wealth or by the house they live in or the car they drive. And the truth is that is ridiculous, right? A person's value, a person's status is not determined by their wealth. It's really determined by their character. And if we're not careful, greed will destroy our character. Greed causes us to become very, very selfish. It's all about me and getting more instead of developing a heart that cares for people and using our wealth to be a blessing to others. So we got to guard against greed. So how do we do that? Well, this is one of the primary reasons giving is so important. And every time we talk about giving, I try to emphasize this idea. Giving is not about the church or what the church needs. Giving is about your heart, what you need in order to stay 
healthy, to keep growing in Jesus and not to idolize wealth or possessions or financial security. We've got to be very careful. So our giving allows us to put God first in our hearts. Our giving allows our heart to drift towards God. Jesus said, where your treasure is, your heart will naturally follow. So in my heart, follows my investment. So when I'm investing in the kingdom, when I'm investing in the lives of other people, then my heart naturally follows that investment. So I've got to be careful about greed. But then he warns about another thing. We have to be careful about independence. This is so important to understand. Sin, when we think about sin, we have a tendency to just think of a list of rules that we're breaking. But sin is bigger than that in our hearts. Sin is actually a declaration of independence. The reason we break God's moral law is because we've decided, you know what? I'm not living under your rule. I'm declaring independence. I'm doing it my way. I'm in charge of my life, and I don't want you or anybody else to tell me what to do or how to live. That's what sin is. So sin's independence. Now, here's one of the dangers of wealth and money, prosperity, is if we're not careful, and that's what happens in this story. He has so much. He says, I've got enough stored up for many years. And I think we have to be careful that we don't create a life for ourselves or a life even for our children that doesn't require faith. Hebrews 11.6 says this, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For those who come to Him must believe that He exists and that He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. So a life without faith is a life that does not please God. And the truth is, if we create so much security that we don't need faith, that we're not trusting God for anything, then we won't come to Him. We're not really concerned whether he's a rewarder of those who seek him or not because we've got it under control. Well, I think we have to be very careful. We could be, without even realizing it, living in sin because we've created such independence. And that's one of the dangers of prosperity and what Jesus is warning us about in this chapter. In American culture, we have so much. In fact, one of the things that's just so shocking to me is that in America, we have the biggest houses. Our houses on average are larger than any other nation in the world. And yet they're not big enough to hold all our stuff. So we have storage, self-storage units all over the city where people can put their junk that won't fit in their house. I mean, it doesn't even make sense. It's like, what are we doing, right? And I think God would just say, listen, why are you renting a storage unit? Why are you building a new barn instead of just getting rid of that stuff? Giving it, Take it down to Freedom House Thrift. Let them have it, and they can use it to support people that need our help rather than just storing it up, storing it up, storing it up. Listen, I'm saving for the future. Nothing wrong with saving for the future. You should do that. But there is a limit to how much I want to pile up when I could be investing in the kingdom and investing in people. And when I do, my heart, my love for God 
and my love for people increases. And listen, when my heart, my love for God and love for people increases, that's where I discover life. In fact, this is one of the real benefits of the book of Ecclesiastes. Solomon, King Solomon, is the wealthiest man in the world. He has everything, and he accomplishes all kinds of things. And yet, over and over again in Ecclesiastes, he said, I've done this, I've acquired this, I've accomplished this, and yet... It's meaningless. See, life's not found in those things. It's not that they're necessarily evil. If we idolize them, it is evil, right? I mean, the Bible says the love of money, idolizing money, is the root of all evil. But money is not evil. However, if we think that our life, our security, our hope, our identity is found in our money, our money will control us isolate us, enslave us, destroys, and actually rob us of experiencing real life. So when we receive, when we're blessed, when we're prospered financially, how do we avoid that prosperity hurting us? I think the key is giving because then your heart will follow that investment and you get to spend your life using what God has trusted you with to make a difference in your world, to bless those around you, and to bring glory to God. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for this word. How encouraging, challenging. God, help us to guard our hearts. We don't want to love. We don't want to idolize our stuff. We don't want to idolize our financial security, our wealth. God, our identity, our hope, our security is in you. God, our faith is in you to hold our future. And we believe you're a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. So God, we're coming after you today, trusting you. Help us to see opportunities to invest in your kingdom and in the people around us to show them our love. God, I pray that you would help us to remember that our life is found in our relationship with you. We love you and love the people around us. That's where we'll find true life. Help us with this. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for being with me. I hope that encourages you today. And remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.